Are you obsessed with Los Angeles? Head over heels in love with the City of Angels? Well, this is the podcast for you. At Lifehacks LA, we hack the best in arts, eats, and activities in Los Angeles. So join us and become an LA hacker. What's up, LA Hackers? This is your host, Stefan, and welcome to episode number 84 of the Life Hacks LA podcast. No guest today. It's just going to be you and I discussing the reopening of Los Angeles and California, June 15th of 2021. There's a lot of things to look forward to this summer, and we think it's going to be an epic summer. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about some of the details of that reopening and how it affects some of the best activities to do in Los Angeles. All right, so let's just jump right into it. All right, what's going on, guys? This is Stefan, and we're going to talk about L.A. completely reopening June 15th, just in time for summer. So they have announced that on June 15th, we're going to be going to the yellow tier, which basically means almost all restrictions will be lifted. In fact, I don't even think they call it the yellow tier anymore. I think they're just I think they're getting rid of the the color coded system. But I'm recording this on the last week of May. And so we've only got about two weeks left. Uh, until June 15th and then the first day of summer is June 21 so people are pretty excited you can feel it in the air and a lot of things have gradually opened up and become less restrictive but of course on June 15th the governor and the state have announced that they're pretty much going to open up everything so I'm looking at the you know of course the reason for this is because of vaccinations um, the, the amount of people being vaccinated is a direct relation to how things are opening up and you know after a certain amount of people have been vaccinated and a certain amount of people have already gotten covid at some point um, you know we have to move on with life and get things back to the way they are and so i think that's kind of what the thinking is they're basing it on how many people are vaccinated how many people have already gotten covid and uh, what the hospital rates are so i'm looking at the public health uh, website right now and as of 521, today's actually 525, so hopefully this has gone up even more, but it says that 62.5% of people are fully vaccinated over the age of 16, and people age 65 or over are, actually, it doesn't say fully vaccinated, it says at least one dose. So at 50% are fully vaccinated over the age of 16, 62.5% um, have had at least one dose, so you can assume that by June 15th, those people have had their second dose and will be at least up to like 63%. And then for people over 65 who are the most um, vulnerable, it says 85% received at least one dose and 72% are fully vaccinated. So that's kind of the direction that we're going in and that's the reason why you see things opening back up because the state controls that and they're going off those numbers. But for us, the citizens who don't really have a say in when things open up and, and how all that works, we are just excited um, the direction things are going. We see a light at the end of the tunnel here. And so I thought on this episode, I would talk about some of the things I'm most looking forward to. Now, restaurants, probably um, one of the most impacted industries, especially when you factor in the fact of how many people in Los Angeles actually go to restaurants. I mean, some people go to a restaurant daily and it's just been this roller coaster for local restaurants. A year and a half of back and forth 
I mean, uh, they completely closed down and there was takeout only and then they were allowing outdoor dining only. And I think here at this point in time, we're at a, at a, at a point where we have indoor dining with capacity limits. But most of these restaurants, the ones that are able to, have got these uh, incredible outdoor spaces. So on June 15th, um, they've announced that it's wide open, full capacity in the restaurants. I mean, you know, they, they had it very limited for the indoor dining, even though indoor dining has been open for a while now. There'll be no physical distancing and fully vaccinated people don't need to wear a mask. You know, now with a lot of these lifted restrictions, they're saying things like that, fully vaccinated people. Because uh, once you've been vaccinated or once you get COVID, I, you know, I think there's not much else for you to do. At some point, we have to, to move on to normal life, even though it's going to take a while for people to get used to normal life. But the strange thing is, especially with restaurants, I don't know how they're going to know who's vaccinated and who's not. So I guess they're going kind of like by an honor system. But... One of the things I'm happy for is for restaurant workers. I mean, they've had it really tough. A lot of them lost their jobs. And, you know, the ones that do have their jobs, the, they've been the target of some abuse. I mean, they have to be, they're in this tough position where they have to they have to enforce people wearing masks. And, you know, they're just following their business's guidelines or the state's guidelines. Uh, you know, the, and you've seen the videos, people just getting abused. So I'm happy that they don't have to deal with that anymore happy for restaurant owners. I mean, I've, I've talked to a few, I know quite a few restaurant owners in Los Angeles and the challenge they have now is that as things open up, it's hard to find uh, workers and refill that workforce. Uh, they had a lot, a lot of them had to let a lot of people go during this past year, as you can imagine. But I've talked to some and they've said that now they have a challenge of trying to refill those positions because not everyone wants to come back. So I'm really excited for the restaurant scene this summer. I think it's going to be even better than it was before because a lot of these restaurants had to pivot for the um, the pandemic and, and, and the impact it had on them. But it in the long run, the ones that are able to survive, it improved their business because they're much more efficient now. A lot of these restaurants that weren't in the new age of having um, mobile apps and all that stuff and a way to order without having to touch anything, um, even when the pandemic's over and you're not so worried about that anymore, just the convenience of it just makes it better for everyone. It's going to be better for their business. And the big thing is the outdoor seating. I mean, the outdoor seating is such a huge benefit. I mean, we're here in Southern California. The weather's always nice. People love to eat outside. But um, before the pandemic, I'd say the options are limited. There was some amazing uh, patios, but there wasn't like a huge emphasis on patio eating like there has been. And from what I heard, they're going to allow them to keep, like the state had loosened restrictions on the sidewalk and parking lot and allowed them to, when it was outdoor dining only, to kind of build out their outdoor space that they had available. And from what I hear, they're going to let them do that for a while. So um, even with the indoor seating opening up, they're going to allow them to keep their outdoor space and loosen up whatever restrictions they had. And that is the right move because we're here in Southern California. It's going to be summertime. I mean, what's better than eating or having a drink outside on a nice patio restaurant? And a lot of them really stepped up their game. You know, they, they had to. So these patios are, are really are really nice um, and, and really good aesthetics in a place you would want to hang out for an hour or two. Um, besides restaurants, I mean, bars, bars have been hit super hard because they were in a position where they had to completely close and then they had to, they were allowed to stay open, but they had to serve food. 
with a drink you can just serve a drink so my understanding is june 15th that's all off the table and now they can just fully reopen um and they can just serve drinks like a regular bar i don't know about nightclubs but i would assume that's the same i think uh, nightclubs and speakeasies and those type of places are probably one of the last um one of the last uh things that would open due to the conditions of how the pandemic are you know a lot of them are super enclosed super packed but um it seems to be going in that direction so so we'll see what happens with them but super excited about restaurants and bars reopening and i think uh, for the businesses that were able to survive um it's going to be a huge second half of the year for them i think people in los angeles are already known for going out to eat a lot going out to have drinks a lot even though it can be super expensive and they're just going to be you know all over the place i mean people are going to be out every day having a drink going out to eat i know that i have been lately and once everything opens back up i definitely will so super excited for the restaurant scene in los angeles and all those people who struggled and were able to power through and excited for what's coming for them <clears throat> all right so let's take a look at another thing we're looking forward to this summer and that's theme parks so um disneyland currently and i think most of them just kind of take their cue from what disneyland is doing they're open at 35 percent capacity as of this moment this is late may 2021 and i actually went to california adventure just last week so I can give you kind of a, excuse me, overview on it. So first of all, I'll, I'll just go through really quickly how my day was. Um, so when we got there, getting into the parking lot took as long as it's ever taken taken me. We got there a little bit later than we normally get there. We normally get there at like 8.30 a.m. and I think we got there at 9 a.m. But, um, but once we got in, um, it wasn't so bad. We went to California Adventure. Disneyland was more crowded. Um, you know, just by, well, it's Disneyland, so I know it was more crowded, but then also when we were going to line, we, we noticed the line was long to get into Disneyland and California Adventure. We just had to wait for like a couple people ahead of us. As far as getting into the park, a lot of people ask because right now Disneyland and these other amusement parks aren't allowing out-of-state people. Um, I'm not advising you of anything. I'm just telling you my experience. They did not ask for a ticket or sorry, a um, ID to prove that we were in California residence. So I'm not sure how that works, but um, yeah, I, I don't know how they would know. So we went into uh, we went into there, and they didn't ask for any ID. Uh, now Disney lost nearly five billion due to park closures, and a lot of people lost their jobs. So it's really exciting that they're coming back, um, you know, to employ these people, and then also everyone's just so happy that Disneyland's back. But let me go back to California Adventure. So California Adventure, we went to Cars first, and Cars always has a super long line. But this was the longest I've seen it, or I, I've personally been in it. It was two hours. And at first we were like, you know, we wanted to knock cars out first because my son wanted to do that. And we, f we knew it would be the longest. I was not expecting that because they said it's only 35% capacity. When we were in that line, I was like, there's no way this is 35% capacity. It seemed more like 70, 75%. Um, but I don't know what their capacity is. I'm just by, I'm going by my past experience. I would say it's about 75% as full as it's, always been you know when i went in 2018 2019 etc but once we got out of the uh the cars i was like oh my god this is gonna be a long day it took two hours for us to get on that ride the rest of the rides were between uh 10 and 30 minutes so 
it was just the cars ride that we had to wait for and we went on eight rides total um, we didn't go on the grizzly peak which I think had a 40 minute wait and we didn't go on the guardians of the galaxy which is a popular ride but we went on um, credit coaster twice me and my son he was super excited he's eight years old this is the first time he's been able to ride the credit coaster he's been tall enough and uh, he was a trooper man he got on that thing and we went around twice and we only waited 10 minutes uh, soaring around the world we only waited um, I don't know 20 minutes so yeah everything was less than 30 minutes and it was kind of strange because you'd get to a ride and you saw the line was super long outside but it depends on the ride for example soaring in the world soaring around the world has a long line inside normally so they kept the whole line outside where it made it seem like it was a huge line but once you got to the front you went and you had to go inside the building you just went straight to the ride so yeah it was kind of misleading and it was just depends on the ride but right now i would say expect you know sh a little bit shorter than you normally would but that's going to change really soon because june 15th they're opening up for everyone i'm not sure how what they're going to do about um out-of-state residents i think the rumor is is that disney's going to allow out-of-state residents after june 15th but they must provide proof of vaccination yeah so i'm not sure how that's all going to work when it comes to the other ones they're kind of similar uh universal and knots like i said i think most of them take their cue from disney Knott's was the last to open up um, as far as the rides and stuff. But, uh, you know, they've been open for a few weeks now. And, uh, yeah, so keep an eye out on June 15th because a lot of things are going to change there. Disney is going to be insane summer 2021. I mean, uh, they're saying that you don't have to wear a... I'm not, I'm not even going to get into the mask because I'm not sure. It's very confusing what they're going to do with masks. When I was there, everyone was wearing a mask. Um, but I don't know what they're going to do after June 15th. Okay, so let's get into sports. That's another um, thing that's uh, got huge crowds, of course. And uh, first, the Lakers and the Staples Center. So the Lakers are currently in the playoffs. And, you know, with NBA, it's all indoors. So it's a little bit different than, than uh, soccer or, or Major League Baseball. Uh, right now, um, it's the first round of the playoffs. And limited, there's limited capacity at Staples because, you know, it's not June 15th yet. I looked and the cheapest tickets were over $600. So I'm not sure how many people are fitting into that thing, but that's a lot of money. I mean, it's already expensive to go there and then there's the playoffs. So, you know, uh, but I'm assuming it's more expensive because there's there's less seats. Now, I don't even know if the Lakers will still be in the playoffs by June 15th. That's another, what, three weeks away. So um, we'll, we'll see what they do as far as like, opening up but supposedly june 15th everything's going to be open indoor as well so um and the idea right now is for these indoor places you have to be vaccinated but again i don't know if they're going to make you show that or, or how that works with uh major league baseball now this is a little more exciting because um you know summer is when baseball's here it's mostly outdoor stadiums like the dodgers and they both have already announced that they will be fully open after June 15th. So the Dodgers, so the, the Dodgers, I'm not sure exactly on the Angels, but I'm assuming it's the same. But I've been following the Dodgers closely, and the Dodgers have super limited capacity. You have to prove, um, I think with the Lakers, Staples Center, and the Dodgers, you have to prove you uh, are vaccinated um, or negative, which is a big bummer because I've got an eight-year-old kid, and you know they don't have a vaccination for kids, so... I would have to make him do a COVID test just to take him to the game to show that he's negative. And, you know, I'm not interested in doing that. So 
yeah, that, that part kind of sucks. I'm not sure what they're going to do about that. I guess you just can't take kids to games until they get this whole thing figured out. But um, uh, the state of California is saying for these mass events like uh, sporting events, the Dodgers and, and so forth, they recommend, but they don't require proof of vaccination or a negative test. But from what I read on the Dodgers website, they are, at least now, I, I don't know what they're going to do on June 15th. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to going to a Dodgers game. You know, it's been a couple years since I went and not probably won't be able to go without go with my son. That's a bummer. So I'm going to have to go with a friend. Um, let's talk about museums. Museums are all back open June 15th. Um, as far as I know, fully open. Um, I think all of them, for the most part, are open in limited capacity. Now, there was a few that that really straggled there at the end, um, you know, like a lot of them opened back up, I think, in April in limited capacity. And there's a few for whatever reason, I'm not sure why, um, did not. Uh, but I believe they all are, they all should be by June 15th. Now, let's talk about another big activity in the summer, and that's swimming. So our family's huge on swimming. We love going swimming in the summertime. Actually, in the uh, community we live in, they have a swimming pool. It was closed the entire year. I mean, <laughs> we used to go there like every day. And then we would do... Um, we would rent out these other pools and we would also go to like a water park like twice a year. So missed out on all of that last year. So we're really looking forward to some summer stuff uh, or sorry, some swimming stuff. Um, we went to we went to Palm Desert a few weeks ago and we went specifically to this hotel that has um, it's called the Omni Resort and they had a water slide there. I mean, it wasn't like a full-blown water park, but yeah, that was the main reason why we went there is because we were looking forward to uh, swimming so much. But yeah, it was kind of weird because that was a few weeks ago before everything started opening up even more and like no no one's wearing masks and everyone's right next to each other. So, but uh, you know, if you're already vaccinated, then I guess you don't have to worry about that because there's really nothing else for you to do after you've been vaccinated. There's no really other action to take, but um but yeah, we're to getting back to it. We're really looking forward to swimming. I don't know if we'll go to a water park just because it's, I don't know how that would work. Like, are you going to be wearing a mask in the water park? That's weird. I guess you can get a waterproof mask or, or maybe they won't be requiring masks. But again, my son's not vaccinated. So how do you go with the kid kids there? So uh, we'll probably do some lake stuff, you know, because that that makes a lot more sense. Um, and actually, we just published a blog post recently. You can go to lifehacksla.com and, and uh, do a search there. But it's basically uh, places to go swimming, not the beach. So, of course, the beach is a good place to go swimming this summer. Um, but then, we, you know, we've got like some lakes and stuff like that. Okay, so finally, let's talk about travel. So over the past year, um, once things calmed down, I'd say over the last six months, we've been doing a lot of traveling. And, you know, just because we're going stir crazy, we like to get out a lot. And, um, you know, there wasn't so many things that have been closed this past year that we were taking like these Airbnb trips and going to see another place. I mentioned we went Palm Desert recently. But now that um, things are opening up June 15th, I mean, we're really going to go nuts. So um, we've got a trip to Rosarito Beach here in a few weeks. On Father's Day, I'm going to Catalina Island. Shout out to the Catalina uh, Tourism Board because uh, we're going to be working with them and getting a a night over in Catalina, so look for that on our account because we're going to be sharing about Catalina. It, it has been years since I've been there. Catalina Island is amazing. I cannot wait to go back. So uh, we're just going to do a quick one-day, 24-hour trip over there. But um, I think I wouldn't have 
done that without things opening back up after June 15th, just because the ferry ride, I think everything else would be fine, you know, once you get there. But um, uh, the ferry ride would be kind of weird. So it's been years since I've been on there, but I don't recall the ferry being super big. Anyway, it doesn't matter. June 15th is open and we are going on Father's Day, which is after June 15th. So I'm super looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to continue doing Airbnbs. Um, so if you go, uh, if you look um, in California, like just near Los Angeles, of course, there's so many amazing small towns. And, you know, we talk about that all the time in this podcast and our blog posts. But uh, you don't have to get on a plane. I, I think like getting on a plane is still kind of weird right now. But you can eliminate all that just by doing um, uh, road trips and, you know, doing Airbnbs. So, and uh, I've got a little hack for you at the end of this episode, but uh, for Airbnbs. But man, there's so many awesome ones in Southern California and within two hours, two to three hours of Los Angeles. I mean, you could head up to the Central Coast, you could head farther north, you can go down south to San Diego. And all the towns that you get there before uh, before San Diego, um, so yeah, that that's a really cool way to kind of feel like you're traveling without dealing with just the hassle. I think with the the flight stuff, it's not just the fact that um, you know COVID or wherever we're going to be at with it, but it's just going to be a nightmare. I think like this summer because people the prices are going to be insane. Well, gas is expensive too, but I mean you can control that better. Prices are going to be insane. It's going to be crowded as hell. Um, so I probably won't be getting on a plane until August or so. But um, I, I love taking these road trips. And I really recommend you check out Airbnb. And, and they've got these really unique ones. Like we've done some cool ones in Joshua Tree, Palm Springs, and all these different places. So definitely check that out. And like I said, I've got a hack for you there when it comes to getting a discount on that at the end of this episode. So yeah, those are the big things that are opening up. Um, and we're looking forward to um, shoot me a email uh, contact at lifehacksla.com if there's a, if you've got some thoughts on what you're really looking forward to. But I think I've been saying it for months on this podcast um, and other places that you know this is back in January before the vaccination was widespread. Is that I th- I I thought it would be more like July, but I had a feeling that this is going to be a really, really good second half of the year. And it, it's really looking to be like that. Unless there's some huge setback between um, today while I'm recording this and June 15th. I mean, the fact that California, one of the most strict states, is so confident to open everything back up like this. Um, I'm feeling really good about it. And it's going to be an awesome, awesome summer. We all deserve it. We've been <laughs> locked up for so long. And uh, we can't go. Can't wait to go back out there and hang out with all you guys. By the way, we're going to be doing some LA Hacker meetups. So if you're interested in that, um, look for it on our account, on our Instagram account. We did one recently, last weekend actually. It was just a small one. It was a tour of the Silver Lake Stairs. So we teamed up with the professional tour guide. And we had an LA Hacker only um meet up and then we we toured the silver stairs silver lake stairs painted stairs so by the way that's a brutal workout we did 10 flights but they're not normal flight stairs if you've ever been to silver lake they're super steep and learn about the history but anyway that was awesome so looking forward to the summer in los angeles and i'm looking forward to maybe uh, meeting some of you guys in person hanging out we get to see everyone smiles again and uh, just really optimistic for the direction of the world the country and especially los angeles 
All right, guys, stay tuned for my special Airbnb hack, and I will talk to you again soon. Have a good summer. What's up, guys? This is Stefan. I'm back, and I hope you enjoyed that little discussion about what we're most looking forward to for the summer of 2021 with Los Angeles and the rest of the country opening up. Um, specifically, LA would be uh, June 15th. Now, I did mention that I had a hack for you, and it had to do with Airbnb. I had a little discount code for you so you can uh, experience some of these cool Airbnb places that we have in Southern California. But before I recorded this last part, I checked and it's no longer valid. They're no longer offering this uh, referral discount code. So got to go another way with my hack. And that's okay because I got another good, good one for you. Now it's more of an add-on. So during this episode of what I'm most looking forward to, I forgot to mention the opening of the reopening of Echo Lake Park, which is Wednesday, the 26th of May. So the, the day that this podcast gets published. And if you don't know the story, it's been closed since late March. Um, basically, it uh, like over the past year, I think they had like over 100 homeless encampments there. And the park, really, I, I'd stop recommending people go to the park. I've seen a, a lot of other large accounts, Instagram accounts that were still recommending it. And I was thinking to myself, they either don't care or they don't live in Los Angeles because it got to the point where you couldn't even walk through there without seeing needles and the smell was a little unbearable and it's just no longer fit for people to visit. And uh, now um, it looks like they're reopening after closing for a month. Apparently they did um, a lot of upgrades. Um, the playground, restroom improved. Uh, I heard they put security cameras up there. They replaced five drinking fountains. And supposedly the swan boats will be back open starting the first week that the whole park is open. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, those famous uh, swan, swan boats in Echo Park, which again, stop recommending people go to during this past year where it's just been really bad down there in Echo Lake Park. Um, so anyway, that's my hack slash extra bonus tip for you is that Echo Lake Park is reopening. I'm kind of interested to, to see what happens. I think that um, no matter which way it goes, it would take a while to get back to how bad it was. I'm assuming they're, they're not gonna let that happen, but I mean, it, it was really, really bad uh, in 2020. And so we'll see. I'm looking forward to going back there again. They used to have really great things during the summer, like uh, foodie events and stuff. And the, you know, all that had to stop, not only because of the pandemic, but just because the park had literally become unsafe. So anyway, Echo Lake Park, May 26th. Go check it out and I'll be posting about it on my account. All right, guys, that's all I got for you. I hope you have a great summer for 2021.